friends, and welcome to my Heart to Heart podcast. I am your host, Kathy Jo Hart. I am a Christian speaker and author of God's Chosen Helper. Our focus is to discuss the hot topics of the day and how it relates to the Bible and the lessons through the love of Christ. In our last show on how God defines women, we learned that God created women as an etzer, to be a helper, to save, and to be strong. Women were to be the perfect companion to man, to be an ideal partner and a strong ally. He did not create man or woman to be above or below the other. Nor does scripture imply a woman was to be a menial task helper, nor to be submissive to all men. God created women to have natural gifts and talents that are unique to her. He did not intend for anyone to have equal strengths and weaknesses, and that everyone is different and has their own destiny and purpose in life. If you are unaware or society dictates you ignore these gifts and talents, without action and without purpose, these talents will die along with your spirit. Today, we are going to talk about how God placed women in leadership roles throughout the Bible by focusing on one of my favorite stories found in chapters 4 and 5 in the book of Judges. It is the story of Deborah. I know many of you have heard the name Deborah, but how many of you know the name J.L.? Let's review the historical context of Judges in order to help us understand where Israel was during this time period. This was after Joshua led the Israelites into the Promised Land and before the rise of Israel's first king. In between these times, the Israelites drifted away from God again, and it was a time of darkness due to their disobedience to God. The first three chapters in the book of Judges, we learn about the cycles of peace when led by those anointed by God and the cycles of spiritual breakdowns that brought oppression by their enemies. By the end of chapter three, the people of Israel were handed over to King Jabin of Canaan, where for 20 years the people were harshly oppressed by an evil commander of King Jabin's army named Sisera. And again, the people cried out to God for help. But this time, the Lord anointed a woman to lead the people of Israel, and her name was Deborah. Deborah was a prophet and was known for her ability to hear directly from God when settling disputes amongst the people. She was known for her strong faith and actions directed by God. So when Deborah told Barak, who was a military commander, that God wanted him to lead 10,000 men to defeat King Jabin's army, he understood this was a directive from God. But it was Barak's lack of faith that placed Deborah in a military leadership role. He knew the Israelites were ill-equipped and outnumbered to fight against the evil Sisera, so he believed he needed Deborah's faith to lead. So what was God's directive? God commanded Barak to take 10,000 men to Mount Tabor, 
which overlooked the valley and the Kishon River. And as stated in Judges chapter 4, God said he would lead the commander of King Jabin's army with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. But when Barak told Deborah, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Deborah replied that since she would be leading the army, the honor would not be his, for the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. When the evil Sisera heard that Barak had gone to Mount Tabor, he gathered his 900 iron chariots and all of his men to the Kishon River, just as God told Deborah he would do. Now, once there, heavy rains caused the iron chariots to sink in the mud, and a flash flood killed many of Sisera's soldiers. As the remaining troops were falling at the hands of the Israelites, Sisera escaped and found his way to a nearby ally tribe. And this is where we meet Jael, the wife of the tribe leader. Now, Sisera was exhausted and needed a place to hide and to rebuild his strength. He came across Jael's tent, and she greeted him and said, Come, my lord, come right in. Don't be afraid. The evil Sisera believed he was in a safe place and asked Jael to stand guard while he rested. And Jael soothed the commander with milk to drink. And when he fell asleep, J.L. picked up a tent peg and hammer and drove it into Sisera's temple, killing him, fulfilling Deborah's prophecy, for the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. But note, God did not allow Barak's lack of faith to change the outcome of their victory, but God did change who would receive the glory for their victory. Now, can you imagine being JL that morning? She probably got up, made breakfast for her husband, not knowing her destiny in God's plan that afternoon. She had no idea she was going to be a warrior that day and that her name would be forever associated with Deborah and the victory for the Israeli people. But God knew as he led Sisera to her tribe, to her tent, creating the perfect environment to fulfill his plan. And as Deborah had prophesied, Jael was given credit for Sisera's death. Deborah sang praises to Jael as the most blessed woman. And God gave Jael warrior strength. And because of her actions, Israel grew in strength and power and eventually defeated King Jabin. And Israel enjoyed 40 years of peace during Deborah's reign. None of us know what God has planned for us. And we may never realize what our role is or has been. Maybe today might be your day God uses you in his plan. It can be one touch, one smile, one right turn, one podcast, one hammer and peg. You know what I mean? 
and here is something you may or may not know. Deborah was married at the time. The Bible did not focus on her marriage at all, nor as her role as a wife. God anointed Deborah with prophetic gifts as a judge, a military warrior, and in her leadership over the Israeli people. It is important that we remember this. God will not be limited by societal norms. And her accomplishments were great and are equal to Samuel and Gideon. And Deborah is known as the mother of Israel. There are other heroines throughout the Bible, such as Ruth and Rahab, Mary, mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene, Rachel, Hannah, Esther, Sarah, and others. And we are going to be talking about these godly women in our Christian Women series. You will continue to see how God has used women in leadership roles, as Jesus used women to spread his message, and Paul, he used women to help establish the churches, and women also taught future ministers the gospel of Christ. Women have always been an integral part of different ministries throughout the Bible. Now, being a warrior does not just mean physical leadership of battle, as there are other forms of warfare women have had to fight throughout history. Whether it is spiritual, physical, mental, or emotional, women have shown profound abilities to overcome adversities and hardships, loss, tragedies, abuses, fear, and even anxiety, and have done so with incredible strength and vigor. It is where we find our warrior strength and wisdom when we need it. And I am betting every single one of you could tell me about a season of hardship, adversity, or of difficulty or loss. You didn't think you could survive, but God created you as an etzer, a woman of strength that allowed you to overcome these hardships. Whether you have raised your children and Lord knows that required warrior strength or lost a child or spouse, or maybe your job requires you to manage difficult workloads or responsibilities. But just remember, you are a daughter of God who loves you and who created you to be an Etzer. God continues to use women in warrior roles no matter what our circumstances are. Just look at the story of Helen Keller. She was a devout Christian and she dedicated her life in helping others regardless of race, political or social status, or disability. Let's take a look at her life. Helen became deaf and blind at the young age of 19 months, and no one knew how to communicate with her. No one knew of her gifts and talents, nor the roles she would play in changing the lives of many people. But thankfully, God put Annie Sullivan in her life. Look at how she overcame these adversities to be the first deaf-blind person to graduate college in the United States. She became a lecturer, an author, 
and an advocate for women's rights and rights for those with disabilities. Now, can you imagine if her gifts and talents had been ignored? But God had a plan for Helen Keller's life, just as he has a plan for each one of us. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Do not neglect your gift. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithfully administering of God's grace in its various forms. But culture is trying to eliminate gender differences in its secular belief that this will lead to the equality of humanity. But the Bible has shown time and time again the fallibility of human nature when trying to lead without God. It simply does not work. You cannot change the design of who God made men and women to be. We know how this is going to end because this is just a repeat of history. We know this because of the stories and the lessons found in the Holy Bible that provides humanity with the greatest lessons in life. But like many examples found in the Bible, these lessons are lost when new generations believe they are smarter and more sophisticated than previous generations, and they believe they don't need God and that they can be their own God. And you know what? This is the battle plan of the enemy. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 7, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all you do, always acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. But sadly... The vast majority of young people today have never read the Bible. They are just believing the myths and misperceptions by those who oppose Jesus. And for those who believe that current culture is more educated and sophisticated than any other time, let me share with you what Albert Einstein wrote. The only thing more dangerous than ignorance is arrogance. And let me say this again. The only thing more dangerous than ignorance is arrogance. And arrogance drives the belief of secularism, that they are in control of their own destiny, and through their own knowledge and wisdom and experiences, they too have the ability to be their own savior. And this is the same temptation that the serpent used in the Garden of Eden to entice Eve and then Adam to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge so they too could have the knowledge to make them more like God. Huh. Same tactics, same enticements leading to the same outcomes. We are not making history. We are simply repeating it. The idea that we must all be the same assumes everyone must have the same strengths, the same weaknesses, the same aptitudes, and the same outcomes. But God created us to have differences and strengths, different gifts, different talents, different aptitudes, because it is impossible to be like anyone else. 
And there is one Deborah, one JL, one Helen Keller, one Mother Teresa, one Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of me, and only one of you. If we understood who we are in God, our gifts, our talents, and our purpose, wow, just imagine how powerful we would be to fight against the evil Sisera's in our world today. And you know who the evil Sisera's are, don't you? Do you know what my prayer is for each one of you? I pray that one day you will realize who you are in the eyes of Jesus and to see why he loves you so much that he was willing to die on the cross for you, for all of us. It took me a while to fully understand and grasp this myself. It is well worth the effort to study the Bible and to develop a relationship with God. I promise you will learn so much about yourself when you grow in your faith. Seeking the Lord is the greatest gift you can give yourself. And as we end this broadcast, I invite you to like and share this message with others who may be struggling in their faith or with their identity of who they are in Christ. And together, we can build each other up to have a life of strength, of love, joy, peace, and encouragement. I invite you to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss our next episode as we continue our Christian Women series as we learn about the story of Esther. I promise you will learn something new. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, God loves you and he is for you. Have a blessed week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.